recorded. We can. Right. Another day, another FPL pod. Jack, how are you? Darshi boy, very well, thank you. Very well. Going into the weekend, always nice. I've just come back from holiday, with, and now there's a weekend ahead of me. So it's that double bonus feeling. Yeah, double holiday. But we're uh, we're still in a game week, the everlasting game week, 23, aren't we? I can't remember when this game week started. It's no. mad. It's been too long. It's been too long. Just thinking about, I've never thought about Watford for so long over a period of days. You know, that Watford have never been in my mind more, which is awful. Can't wait till it's over tomorrow. Um, but yeah, yeah, good to be back. We've had a little break, haven't we? Yeah, again, it feels like it's gone forever. You're trying to rack your brain to say what we've done. And yeah, loads of stuff be going on. I've had COVID and now I'm free of COVID since this game week started. Amazing. Just, you know, it's mental. Mm. Yeah, incredible. Not the reason we had a break. It just was incidental, wasn't it? You picked a good time to have it because the break was there anyway. Yeah, perfect. Um, but good. Yeah, it's great to be back recording. What are we talking about, Josh, today? Yeah, so we've got a slightly altered running order. We're going to look at game week 23. Actually, there's no real update from what we last recorded because there's only one game week, uh, one, sorry, game that we've got to talk about, which hasn't played, haven't played yet. But we're going to look at some of the new players, Jack, that have been purchased by clubs in this transfer window now that the, cool. you know, the transfer deadline has passed. We've picked just the, the, the ones that show up as like the high profile players that have moved within the league or from other leagues. So we're not, I haven't covered everyone, just the big names, hopefully. Then we've got some key fixtures for game week 24. Then a, a review or just our general thoughts looking at game week 25 to 27 because there's some interesting doubles and blanks as it looks at the moment and then just talk about our plans for game week 24 sounds good to me yeah lots to cover lots to cover transfers and the double game week news should be quite a juicy and useful pod for all listeners so look forward to it so i guess it's just jump in 23 jack if you can remember what the hell happened yeah, let's jump in. Please tell me how your game week 23 is oh going. God, still how going. Is it? Yeah, how is it still going? So I'm just going to bring up the old trusty FPL game week. Um, so, yeah, I'm on, I'm on 27 points, Josh, with Josh King left to play. He's my only one left to play, but he's my captain. So I avoided the perilous Dennis captaincy. And that, God, it does feel like a long time ago, doesn't it? That feels like ages ago that nightmare happened. But um, yeah, sitting on 27, just asking to go absolute, pretty awful, really, game week. I mean, yeah. If it had ended now, I'd be, I'd be annoyed about it because 27 points, it's a very low average anyway, isn't it? I think at the moment. Is the average 30? If that, I'm not sure it is. But yeah, just, just blanks across the board. Sanchez with four points and Jota with an assist are my highest scoring players. And the rest of Adam Air, Dennis with the minus one, blanks across the defence and, um, yeah, completely and utterly pathetic. But, uh, so yeah, t- sitting on 27 with Josh King to go. How are you doing? Well, I captain Dennis. Oh, so dude. right from the get-go... It was a bit of a shit show this week oh, for me. Um, and annoyingly, this game week has lasted forever. So I can 
dwell and live through that mistake for days and days on end. Um, but I have, have tried not to think about it, but much like you, I'm on 27 points as well at the moment. Still Josh King to play, but not my captain. Okay. So hopefully he does bits for both of us. But the only real performance for me for Ramsdale with eight points and Jota coming in with five. Annoyingly, Kufal sat in third spot on the bench for me with seven. Um, not that that would have made much of a difference, but added some something to this game week. So I'm, I can't wait for this game week to end, Jack, and move on, if I'm honest, because... This one has been a painful one. It's not good. So, yeah, so we're both on 27, both with Josh King, but I've got him captained. So unless he does a Dennis and gets a red, in theory, I should edge ahead of you. But I also have him, so I do not want him to... (laughs) Well, yeah, exactly. And speaking of edging ahead of you, I didn't want to bring this up, but this is the first time all season when I think my overall rank has just edged ahead of yours, Joshy boy. I've got to say, Jack, it's, it's say it. been some masterful play from you, I think, from the last, the doubles especially, you know, your captaincy choices over the last, was it three out of the last four, for sure, have, have been massive hauls, you know, the Bowens and um, I think it was, Bowen was Dennis big, before yeah. then, um, but yeah, killing it. Yeah, well deserved. such a, such well a difference, deserved. doesn't it? Makes such a difference, that captaincy. And again, this week, like the margin... The Dennis and King choice, it was 50-50. And I just, I think I just went for King because I think what edged it for me was in the back of my mind thinking Dennis didn't really want to be there, like thinking he wanted to be at AFCON, but they weirdly held him back. So maybe he wouldn't try. But that was a complete guesswork on my part. Like I needed something to tilt the balance and that was all it was. Um, And I'm not saying that's the reason he got sent off either. Like that's just, that's just blind luck. So... Yeah, it does go to show that, you know, there's plenty of game weeks to go and you can clamber your way up from mediocrity. I'm still, I mean, we're not sitting with great ranks, are we, either way? 400, 500k, but, um, and it's a red arrow this week for both of us, but, um, yeah, it's um, trajectory-wise, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good and all to play for. With these upcoming doubles, it's, it's all, it, the more active you are, the less luck is involved with these, crazy doubles and blanks that we'll talk about um but yeah yeah let's forget about 23 once it's gone it'll be great that it's over and then 24 you've only got to wait till tuesday start all again can't wait 24 bring it on bring it on bring it on good all right so that's the review let's talk about transfers josh who's come in you've put together this list of the key big name high-profile transfers that the Prem teams have brought in over January. We're recording on the 4th of Feb, so it's fully shut. The window is shut. Window's closed. Quite a lot of teams have brought in some interesting players. I'd say probably fair to say there's been no, like, colossal signing by anyone, uh, as tends to be the case in January windows. But there's some really interesting names and interesting moves, certainly former big, big names, um, that are maybe looking to redeem themselves at new clubs. So, yeah, should we start from the top? Are we going to do a sort of avoid, look at, sign type categorization for these from an FPL perspective, Josh? I mean, I'm, I'm Lucy Goosey Jack. If you want to do, you know, kind of like an avoid sign or put on the shortlist, then yeah, I think let's so. do it. I think that would be useful, wouldn't it? So avoid, watch list or bring him in yeah. uh, or look to bring him in. 
soon is a good good categorization yeah let's let's do that um so i think i believe you've ordered it in team alphabetical order is that right i have that's very good. Good. yeah very, good categorization uh, good. yeah nice well so addressed. you take us through it josh and let's talk them through well you know someone who we've been talking about already a lot because he was signed quite early in the window it's coutinho starting off for villa seven million as it stands you know he's already he's already shown what he's got in the prem we kind of know his quality and it's just a question mark around his fitness because you know minutes played for Barca prior to his signing not not great so for me it's a kind of watch list i just because at this moment in time we don't know how how many minutes he's got in him to really warrant picking him for seven mil um but over to you, Jack, as the Villa, you know, the Villa specialist. Yeah, yeah. He's as watch list as they get, really, because a lot of people jumped on him after his debut goal against um, United, uh, which obviously was great. Um, he came on late in that game and he did look gassed after 20 minutes. So I was really surprised when he started uh, this week's game against, it seems like, I say this week, it was like, it feels like it was three weeks ago. But the game against Everton, uh, I was really surprised he started that. And he did did well, and it didn't get a return in it. But the man I touted, who I think instead we should be looking at, Buendia, did get a return because he has been looking amazing. Like, he has, for a similar price to Coutinho, he is brilliant. I think Coutinho is the high-profile name. will deflect people away from Buendia, but I'd really, really go for Buendia over him still. Um, so yeah and the fact that Villa don't have any doubles coming up necessarily uh, means yeah Coutinho isn't shouldn't be on your radar any that time soon I don't think really I mean no doubles but some good fixtures I would say so I guess that's yeah and there will be doubles there will be them for sure yeah it's just and they may, they, there's rumours that they will get announced and they may slot one into game week 26. But um, at the moment, that hasn't happened. So, yeah, we don't know yet, do we? Great. Yeah, that's yeah, that's good advice on Coutinho. I'm sure a lot of people wanted to jump on him, want an excuse, but it's hard to give hard to give a solid reason at the moment, isn't it? So, mm. um, but let's move away from him. Next, another villain. It's Luca Dean. 5.1 mil. It's kind of the same, you know, question marks around him, right? Match fitness. Uh, is he going to be okay playing back-to-back games, especially in like a, a fraught run of fixtures as well? So again, Jack, give us the lowdown as the Villa fan. What's going on? So I'd be more excited about Dinia than, than Coutinho. Uh, we've sold Target to Newcastle. So, yeah. I had to see him go. To be honest, I like Target, but Dini is an upgrade. And the only question mark was: Is he going to manage minutes with Target? That looks like definitely not the case now. Um, Dini is the main man. Gerard loves those bombing on fullbacks. Absolutely loves them. Uh, Dini is that much they come. He looked really dangerous. Um, he's got an assist already. He could have had a goal in his debut. I think he's really, really good. He'd be the one. He's the best filler asset, I think now. Oh, so that's a bring in. It says, yeah, Solid. it's a buy if if Villa 
if you like the look of the fixtures, you know, doubles aside, it's a it's a buy, yeah. For sure. Nice. I would say. Great. I, I I mean, I would agree. I I was kind of between buy and, and watch list. It was really the fact they didn't have those doubles, and I'm sure the next few game weeks people are going to be really hunting them. But yeah. great fixtures coming up, and as you said, he's he's great going forward. So five point one million bargain. He's looking good. Thanks a lot, Everton, for him again, once again. Unlucky. Jeez. Cheers, Lampard. Enjoy. Uh, next, um, this is a story of the heart, isn't it? Literally, uh, Ericsson. <laughs> so. God, that, that probably came across quite as a dark no, I, like it. I meant it as in sentimentally not listening. great to see him back but it is great 5.5 mil but obviously he hasn't played this season I think the reason why you know he can continue playing for Inter was the Serie A have got that ruling against players that have that device didn't they the, is that what it was the card he couldn't literally be registered for them registered for them and play but he's passed all the medicals at Brentford so you know, no minutes played this season, Jack. But what are we thinking for Christian Eriksen? Uh, avoid. <laughs> avoid yeah. Like I think avoid. There's the fitness, and I don't mean his heart stuff, but fitness-wise, he hasn't played forever. Brentford aren't very good, are they? They're not very good. Let's face it. Um, they excited us at the start of the season, but really, they're not really doing very much. Um, he's a legend of the game for sure. Used to be a brilliant. It used to be like, you know, one of the first names on our team sheet for some years. He was that good. But how good is he now? Even before he left, I know he kind of fell out with Levy and stuff at Spurs, didn't he? He just wanted to go for ages. But I don't think he was like that good at Inter even when he went. And yeah, I'm just not. I think he's he's sort of past it now a bit, I'm afraid. Priced Unless, well, that's that's where I am now. I hope he proves me wrong, and that's a great price if he gets anything back to the way he got. But definitely avoid for now. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sadly, I, I agree. You want mm. you want to see him do well, but you're gonna have to probably wait a long time for before he's playing ninety minutes. So let's let's wait wait yeah. on that. Yeah. Perfect. So next we've got. I put this guy in. FIFA fans will love this guy. Weghorst, obviously. I think that's how you pronounce it, Weghorst. Weghorst. But Burnley coming up up front to replace Chris Wood, most likely. 6.5 mil, you know, seven goals and 24 appearances. But obviously, he's played a lot of minutes, used to be a starter. Are you at all interested in him as a budget striker? Uh, I'm interested to learn about who the hell he is. I'd never heard of him. I'd never seen him. I don't know. That's the first stat I've heard that you've written in our spreadsheet on him. I mean, you tell me, Josh, you're more of a cultured continental football connoisseur these days. So is he played more FIFA than... than Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Who is he? Like, is he good? Are you interested? Well, I, I mean, looking at those stats, they don't fly off the paper do they seven goals and 24 appearances but you know who's he playing played, for? uh Wolfsburg I believe it was okay. so but you know he was a starter there I mean if I'm honest it doesn't feel like a, a an advanced move for him he's not doesn't sound like he's going upwards it's going from there European football to Burnley but people love the Prem don't they like the Prem is another level now isn't it like yeah you're right 10 years ago Wolfsburg to Burnley people have been like what's going on but yeah. I think the money that Burnley can even pay players compared to 
a mid to upper German league team is different gravy now. Yeah, and I think I think really he's a like for like replacement of Chris Wood. So sure. uh, I wouldn't expect it to be any better. He's just come to a new team. He's going to need to bed in. So, you know, he's going to be one of those budget options if you really want to take a risk but it is a risk so it's an avoid for me but it's interesting because he does come with some pedigree so i think the only reason i'd watch list him is because burnley have i think 57 games in hand now so they if he does look if he hits the ground running and burnley effectively have twice as many games left as other teams then they are going to turn our heads aren't they we are going to be scouring their squad for options so yeah it's not 6.5 is not an amazing price, is it? No, I think that's because of that pedigree that he has. That's why they've priced him at that. But that's kind of another reason not to, to jump quickly at him. Um, because, yeah, if it was below six, then you'd say, okay, maybe yeah. I'll give him a few games and see what he thinks. But no one, I wouldn't jump at 6.5 blindly now for sure. No chance. No chance. Agree. Agree. Right. Okay. Next, um, Ollie's favorite. It's Donny van der Beek. Mm. So 5.7 mil, but obviously we know he's played hardly any minutes this year. Um, can Frank get the best out of him? Yeah, don't know. He's one of these players, I think, who every, every fan of any team has these players where they're not getting minutes and maybe things aren't going great on the pitch. And the fans are just clamouring for them, like begging for them to play, kind of not, kind of refusing to acknowledge the fact that the manager, the coaches see them every day and know more about how good this player is and how well they'd fit in compared to what the fans want. I remember it's not quite the same level, but I remember when Villa were really bad. Do you remember Gary Gardner? Uh, so Craig Gardner was his older brother, obviously, who played a bit more than him. But Gary was meant to be like his younger brother, this amazing player, always benched, like always, always benched. Even when Villa were losing under McLeish and Paul Lambert, Gary Gardner was always benched. The Villa fans, come on, play him, play him, play him. Finally, down the championship, he gets some games. Turns out he's terrible. <laughs> so All that hype for no reason. Must, it is that weird hype. And like players, I think Van der Beek, you know, Ole got him in, didn't rate him, didn't play him. Now Ragnick's there, he's loaned him out. So it's not, he's clearly just not good enough, I think. And people, and look at, I don't know, Sancho's the same. Sancho's been awful. Like it's never a guarantee, is it? No matter how good they look in another league, they could just be shit in the Prem. You just don't know. Exactly. Um, and it was yeah. a bit of a, you can't, I don't think you can look at the Van der Beek from the Ajax team because that team was incredible, really. And it was stripped after they had that incredible season. Yeah, I mean, so, Tadic looked like Pele for them. Exactly. And yeah. didn't do it for Saints, did he? So maybe it's that kind of player. Yeah, yeah. It's strange. It's strange. But yeah, he's in a void for me, for sure. No doubt about it. And partly because the next player we're going to talk about kind of will be vying for that position also, you'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, perfect segue, Jack. So let's let's do it. There's Deli Ali, obviously gone to Everton as well. Six point two mil, kind of same thing, right? Like hasn't had many minutes, but we know in the past has proven to be a great player. But is Frank going to get him playing? 
don't know. There's something really wrong with him, isn't there? Like really, really badly wrong. For the last like three or four years, like I feel like we've been asking, like pundits have been asking for three or four years, well, what's Deli Ali got to do to get back? Like what's like, and just many managers just can't do it. I don't know what Frank's going to do to, maybe it's something at Spurs and Tottenham and now he's somewhere else. It'll be all right. But yeah, I don't know. I never really like, really bought into the hype with him even back in the back in his really good year I was just sort of like well I don't know I don't know what it was quite I just didn't I didn't like having him in my FPL team even when he was on fire you know he was that kind of guy that kind of player so I don't know what do you think of Ali? I mean he hasn't shown it for a long time so that's one reason straight off the bat so we're talking about in the same vein as like Ericsson like we're we're talking about a player from years ago, like not even last season, from literally seasons ago, isn't it? And so, uh, I mean, we've got to wait till you see something. I- I'm in a void at the moment. I'm not even really on watch list because I think it's going to take a little while for, for him to bed in and get match fit. So as well, he's, he's got a lot of hurdles to jump before. And Everton are just trash anyway, aren't they? Like, exactly. Like, why is Frank going to... What's Frank Lampard going to do? Sorry, Frank, but... You know Gerard, mate. But no, oh. he might do well, but I don't know. I just, yeah, I'm not. I mean, who who do you think if you had to bet on one of them, Ali or Van der Beek, to do better at Everton? It's, well, until we play in and see what system they play, I I would hope Delhi is played more advanced and therefore has more of a goal threat. I mean, I think Van Van der Beek talked. When he talked about his move, he he was talking about how he considers himself to be a goal-scoring midfielder, and that having those discussions with Frank and the system he's going to play is yeah. what helped him move. So maybe he's playing more advanced as well. So, but what I'd say is like profile. Just when you're looking at it on the page, Deli Ali seems like the one that you're going to get more goals and assists from. Yeah, I'd agree, man. I'd agree. And the fact that we've just not really seen Van der Beek ever do it in the prem. Um, but then I'd probably think that Van der Beek's more driven to perform than Deli Ali, who just looks like he's lost all motivation. But who knows? They could. They're probably both going to flop, in my opinion. Yeah. And with, that's why they're both avoids at the moment for us. Yeah, avoid, avoid. <laughs> Who's uh, next, Josh? Next, so Luis Diaz for Liverpool, the Colombian, brought in now, priced at eight mil. My mm, gosh, more than just. Oh, the starting price, yeah, more than Jota. So that's crazy. But, you know, I think he's been priced there because 19 goals and 29 appearances for a wide man. And that's in a 4-4-2 formation as well mm. from Porto. So, yeah, he's come with good pedigree. But, I mean, I'll jump in with my opinion first. He's watch yeah. list because by the time we get to game week 24, Salah Mane will be back, as in they'll be back in training. We don't know if they'll start, but... You know, we were worried about Jota's minutes when they come back. Will they be, so, what? So they'll be back before Tuesday, will they? They'll uh, the well, Liverpool's game is on the Thursday, I believe. Oh, is it? And the last game for Afcon is on the Sunday. And Klopp's comments ahead of the FA Cup fixtures this weekend was that he expects. I think um, he said, "I think they will be available." Because he said the winner will most likely fly back to their home country and then not mm. get back into training until Tuesday, Wednesday. So they'll have at least 24 hours ahead of the Thursday game. But the loser will be back before. So, you know, they'll both technically that be is. available, whether we'll play them or not. 
Yeah, well, that's the question. Available doesn't mean starting, does it? Um, no, I mean, what I would say, apart from all the flying, what I would say is the gap from Sunday to Thursday is no different than any other fixture at the moment, you know, with, with cup and like, the domestic cups and, you know, Champions League games or international break games or whatever. It's the same as any other player, really. I guess, yeah. I guess you got to take, I guess you do have to factor the flying, though, and the, the sort of emotion of the final and stuff. And they've played so many games. And they've played loads of games. I mean, those two are probably the fittest players going anyway. But yeah. it's tricky, yeah. I mean, Diaz, but going back to this is about Diaz, isn't it, really? Like, I still wouldn't sign him because Salah and Mane, in the medium term, are going to just be playing, aren't they, really? I mean, I'm, I'm worried about Jota, let alone Diaz. Yeah, and Klopp has a record of taking time to bed in new players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I'd also say is that Liverpool are very good at signing attacking wingers, aren't they? Like the ones they sign generally are very good. Um, yeah, we'll wait to see this time. There'll be a reason they've signed them. So, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a definite wait and see um, for those factors, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, always annoying when Liverpool sign the tacker as an FPL player, isn't it? Because another one in the mix, another mix up. It's another step towards that Man City model. Yeah, yeah. and they've still got Origi and Minamino uh, currently. Neither of them yeah. left. So yeah, loads of players. Um, but next, getting into you know everyone's favorite team, Newcastle. So Kieran Trippier obviously signed it quite early on as well, five million. But we know what Trip can bring. What are we thinking? He, he is a Newcastle player, so it is yeah. Newcastle. I think so all Newcastle, fight. all Newcastle players are wait and sees, aren't? Uh, I'd say watch listable because we did this. It's they've done the thing where they've signed a player in every position almost, haven't they? And Jan, and <laughs> you just don't know how they're going to gel. Like they could just be a mess, QPR style, or they could be phenomenal. Um, like you'd say, I think on an individual basis, they've had a brilliant window when you look at the players they've got, like not crazy maverick sort of superstars, but like a lot of Prem experience and yeah, Trippier. They're just still rubbish, aren't they though? <laughs> like, oh, yeah. it's tricky. It is tricky. I mean, they, did got- they have many games postponed, Newcastle? They haven't got a double, have they? Not sure how I many they've got to make up, but I mean, they don't have any double scheduled no. between now and 28 as it stands. So, mm. so yeah. I mean, I guess what you say is Trippier is that, you know, attacking almost playmaker like fullback, isn't he? So, you know, if they do start putting performances together, he's probably going to be one of the players from Newcastle that you're going to want to pick um, mm. on free kicks, like obviously taking set pieces and in open play, if he can get him advanced, it is still Newcastle. If he can get him up the pitch and he, he can make things happen. Yeah, it sounds harsh, but I kind of wish they had a more inspiring manager, really. Mm. Kind of pulling the strings with all those new players. Like, Eddie Howe's all right, but I don't know. He's not, you know, even if Benitez was still there, I'd be more interested, I think, or, you know, a better, just a better manager. If Enrique had gone there in the end or... Uh, not not Enrique, who was it? The Arsenal guy. Um, Enri- is that Enrique? What's his name? I can see his face. I know. The real guy. Um, oh, Luis, Enrique. Luis Enrique is a Spanish manager, isn't it? The um, what is his oh, name? Who's his, what is his name? What it's the bad? Good Evening guy. 
Good evening. Yeah. What's happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Let's move we'll on. We'll think of it later. We'll think of it later. We'll think of it. Come to me. Uh, but that must be so frustrating for the listeners to listen to that. <laughs> what is his answer. name? Uh, <laughs> next, another Newcastle player. That Emery. Emery. Emery, yeah. Unai Emery. Unai Emery. There Very it is. good. There it is. Good evening. Good evening uh, to everyone Who's next, Josh? <laughs> well, I put him in there. It's, uh, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Uh, Guimarez. Guimarez. Yeah. Guimarez. So it's quite an interesting profile player. Obviously, I think he's had Brazilian, capped by Brazil already. Five assists in his 28 appearances this year, but he's a CDM or a deep lying you know, midfielder. So it's not the profile player you're going to want to go through from an FBL perspective. No. Five mil and again at Newcastle. So I put him in there really because of the fact that he, you know, he's been capped by Brazil and everyone's probably going to be saying, oh, who's this guy? For me, it's a no, partly because of his position and um, betting into a new team and it's Newcastle. I mean, whenever you see those three letters, CDM, you know to avoid, don't you? It doesn't matter what team they even go to or play for, how good they are. You know, we're not buying Kante. We're not going to buy Grimares, are we, for Newcastle? Not happening. So, yeah, he could be good, though. Again, the kind of player they should be signing. But, yeah, could make the rest of the team better. I'm sure he will, but um, definitely not going to bring him in. Uh, Great. And then the last one is Kusileski for, for Spurs. Spurs obviously buying two Juventus players. I think Kusileski is actually on loan and they've got Bentacor as well, but Bentacor is obviously def- defensive mid, so kind of s- same um, idea as some of the other players you've mentioned. You don't want that kind of defensive midfield player, but Kusileski, a kind of attacking winger, he's young and that's why he's been loaned out from Juventus. So again, some people might look at him and say, oh, you know, am I going to bring him in? If I'm honest, I'm quite surprised. I'm not, I don't know if he's going to get minutes over the existing winning wingers that they've got. So I'm, I'm assuming he's going to be brought in for rotation. So for me, it's a no on that basis because as a loanee, um, I, I just don't see why they'd they'd really plough with minutes and stuff. Yeah, it's a weird sign. Yeah, I guess they they must have loaned him for a reason. Though they, he obviously thinks that, and they are quite short in that position. I would say. Like the like, who are Spurs' good wingers? Lucas Moura and Son. Um, I feel like Lucas doesn't play every game now. And Bergwijn, did they let Bergwijn go in the end? I'm not sure. I believe I thought I thought he was they still had him. But... Maybe they've still got him. Yeah, but I thought he, he was definitely rumored to be on the way anyway. Uh, but yeah, mate, I think it's maybe a borderline watch lister because Spurs seem to be kind of on the up more. Kane definitely is. So maybe he'd. Um, Maybe he's a good budget way into that team again if they get some doubles along the way. So, yeah, yeah. Don't know. I don't know anything about him again. Again, if he's from abroad, I have no clue. <laughs> he is. There was another Juve guy they signed, wasn't there? Who we who Villa nearly got, but they gazumped us to. Um, oh, Bentacor is that the? Yeah, Bentacor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, again, I think. From what I've seen of him and the bits that I remember watching him play, he's a great player. Is but he? Yeah. Defensive mid. So defensive mid, see you later. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't want him. Like, would you sign Jorginho? Like Jorginho without the penalties. Yeah. And no. maybe probably not as good. Even with <laughs> so. the penalties, I don't want Jorginho. Yeah. <laughs> uh good. All right. Thanks a lot, Josh. That was really good putting that together. Um 
The yeah. only other thing I was going to say is what this doesn't show is the players that have left, obviously. Yeah. Um, so there's quite a few players out there that I think make should come into your mind when you're thinking about the teams. Obviously, the Obama Yangs probably doesn't won't affect Arsenal because he wasn't playing anyway. Mm. But you know, Adama Traore and stuff leaving Wolves and things like that. That's you know, I forgot about that. Yeah, he's gone to Barca. Yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, looked set for Spurs and then he's gone back home to Barca. It's where Villa got him from. But yeah, he was a yeah again. He I don't know. He's he was so frustrating, wasn't he? To own awful, <laughs> most frustrating FBL player ever. Yeah, but, probably yeah. ever. Probably ever. I would say definitely up in the Hall of Fame for that. Uh, but yeah, good point. You know, a lot of teams have lost lost players and and or, or like Arsenal haven't strengthened. And I sometimes find that when a player goes. And there's a void that doesn't get filled. That can kind of make the other players be like, oh, we're just not. So we're just weaker now then. Yeah. Um, but in the case of Aubameyang, I don't know if that's the case. I don't know how good Definitely he's not the away case. for morale. Good uh, to get same with, same with Deli Ali and Van der Beek. It's like, yeah. you know. See. But yeah, good, good. Time will tell with all of these, obviously. Uh, should we move on to key fixtures for the yeah. 24? So- Indeed. So we've got four that we've chosen. I guess we can go quite quick fire through these because we after this, we do want to talk about yeah. some chip use between 25 and 27. And yeah. I think we may delve a little bit deeper into that. So I guess I'll pitch no, them to you. Oh, it's sorry, worth no. saying this is a technically a blank game week, isn't it? 24. Uh, so is. Brighton and Chelsea are not playing. Uh, and that this is the first of three blanks for Chelsea um, in the next six. So get rid of those players for one. See ya. Is the is the big tip. Get rid of your Chelsea players now. Uh but yeah, hit me with the fixtures, Josh. So first one up, Newcastle Everton. Mm. Both pitching or potentially fielding new new signings, some of which people may have jumped on. So what are we thinking here? Newcastle. Well, yeah, with this one, I mean, it's fair. Neither of these teams have a double coming up. So it's good in a way they're playing each other because we can see how they line up, how Newcastle new players gel together. Are there any standout stars in there? Same with Everton. How are they going to line up with Ali and Van der Beek? As you say, is Ali really, is Ali with Calvert Lewin out, is Ali going to be? a false nine or something, and that will put him on our radar. As for how the game will go, it is anyone's guess, and this is anyone's guess. New manager on Everton, new players both sides. I haven't got a clue who is going to win this. Not a clue. Home advantage, Newcastle probably edge four, but not a clue. What about you? Yeah, and that's exactly why I chose it, because it's, it's probably the most volatile fixture on, yeah. on as in like most difficult to predict. But I would say again, maybe the same as you, maybe Newcastle edging it because I cannot see Frank getting Everton to perform that quickly. Um, if at all, sorry, Frank. Sorry, Frank. <laughs> um, but you know, Ed, I don't want to say it, but Eddie Howe seems to be making some progress with Newcastle, so we'll, we'll just have to wait and see if he can keep it going. But, um, yeah, enough said about that one. Let's, let's move on from that fixture. Um, next up, we've got West Ham at home to Watford. A lot of attacking assets probably owned here. Um, I mean, what are you thinking, Jack? Yeah, well, this is a weird one. West Ham have been, they've stuttered 
just when they're going well, they have stuttered, I think, West Ham. Um, Bowen, obviously, I'm not going to complain about owning him. He was brilliant in that, that double. Antonio is really letting the side down um, again. He's just not what the player he was, is he, at the start of the season now, we can, we can firmly say. Uh, and most of us with Watford have this Dennis King situation going on. And sure enough, they have another double game week in 26. So it's like, I mean, they have double game weeks every fucking week, these players, these Watford, this Watford team seems like. So, yeah, in terms of assets, you keep both, I think, for this. Um, is Dennis still banned? It was two yellows, wasn't it? So he should be... No, he will be banned because this is the next week. Yeah, so obviously bench Dennis if you have him, but... And maybe get rid of him, I guess, if you want to. But then they've got a double in a couple of weeks and he'll be back then. So, and their double's actually all right, I think. Is that, who is that? Crystal Palace and, I can't even resolve the font on my screen. I'm blind, Josh. That, so, yeah, Villa? It's Villa. It's Villa. So, yeah, Villa and Palace, that is not a bad double, really. So, yeah, I think, I mean... I'm sure West Ham will win. Uh, you'd think West Ham would win. But new manager, Roy Hodgson, are they going to be more tight at the back? Probably. Are they going to be more boring going forward? Probably. So I'm not excited about owning Dennis and King, but I'm probably going to hold them. What about you? Yeah, the new manager is a, a concern when you're trying to use you know, their form from this season so far, aren't you? Because the stats say that Watford, you know, they have the third worst XGA yeah. For, for this season so you'd say you know they're leaky you can almost you want your attacking players to be playing them and Watford you know if you've got your Antonio's or Bowens or whatever looks like great news but the change of manager could you know make them play more defensively and that's bad both for you know West Ham attacking asset owners in this case and if you own King and Dennis because they're not going to be getting playing as free-flowing and then attacking so what I think what's clear is West Ham are I think the better team and are going to win this game. Um, but we just don't know how open it would be. But, you know, if it, if it was the Tinkerman still managing Watford, we'd say it's going to be an open game goal fest. Yeah. But we can't say that with confidence now, I don't think. Um, mm. So if, you know, if you're like me and you're doubled up with Watford asset, attacking assets, I would only want to play maybe one of them, for example, because I'd, I'd be a bit scared that then they're not going to get much ball and many chances. Um, so that's what I'd say. Yeah, and the other thing, yeah, if, again, captaincy is a really tricky one this week, and because if what if if they hadn't changed manager, I'd say Bowen's a really good captaincy candidate, but I just don't think you can... It's a too risky, I think, with, with Hodgson there. So, yeah. Yeah, tricky one. Indeed, indeed. Um, great. Next, your beloved Villa at home to Leeds. Mm. Yeah, again, I'm excited about this. We, I think we should win this uh, against Leeds, who aren't still aren't looking that great. Maybe they've improved a little bit, but this should be the way Villa have improved. This is the game we should really, really be, be looking to win. Um, I still think Rafinha is a wild card to always play in your team for his price. I think he's brilliant, regardless of the opposition. He's always got a trick up his sleeve. But... Um, yeah, this should be a good one for Villa assets, you know. And if if there is a double announced before 
this game week kicks off in 26 or whenever for Villa, then um, then I'd be looking to bring Villa players in. As I've said, Buendia, Dina, maybe a Watkins, maybe Coutinho. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, if the double comes in for Villa, I think their fixtures alone, as they look now, could entice me to bring someone in from Villa. Yeah. Um, like exactly as you said, Dean or a Buendia or some or the like. Um, but we might as well wait for, for as close to deadline as possible for that to be announced. But this game, particularly Villa, Leeds, um, similar argument as I just said for Watford. Leeds have the fourth worst you know, XGA for the season so far. But the difference is nothing's changed for Leeds. Um, So, you know, Watford have the new manager, so we're waiting to see if they're playing more cagey. But I think Leeds, you know, will continue playing to their current philosophy. So they will continue to to leak goals. Yeah. So I think if you've got, you know, your Watkins or Buendia's now, or Coutinho's, whoever, then I think this is looking pretty tasty for, for this week. Yeah, agree, man. Very much agree. Lovely. Um, great final fixture, Jack. Liverpool at home to Leicester. So, kind of put, we've discussed already the AFCON stuff, and I put this in there really to discuss that. So, we don't know if Mane and Salah are going to play, but Leicester got quite a lot of injuries. Are you confident with your, you know, your jotters if you've got them? Yeah. So, my captaincy is currently on Jotter, actually. Uh, and the reason is Leicester. They've conceded, I read a thing, they've conceded a shot, like, it's something like every 12 minutes or something insane over the last few. Like, they've got the worst record for conceding shots, like raining shots down, um, which is why Schmeichel's getting all, all the save points. But I think that is a match made in heaven for Liverpool and Jota, who does get shots, he just doesn't, he's not quite as clinical as obviously a Salah is. But, um, yeah, I expect... I expect Liverpool will batter them. Yeah. Yeah. And this, yeah, the stats that I was just about to talk about would back up what you're saying. I think Leicester are the fifth worst. So we've literally got Watford, um, Watford leads uh, as the third and fourth, and Leicester are the fifth worst, only slightly behind uh, Leeds in terms of, you know, the XGA. Oh, so that's so, XGA. Yeah. 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 So you're right that they're, they're terrible. And, the defence, they've had defensive injuries this season. This yeah. Fafana's still injured, Pereira's injured, but um, that's not going to change overnight. So I think Liverpool have shown that even without Salah Mane, they've done incredibly well, I think, considering mm. that they've lost those two. And I would be worried for Leicester a little bit. Looking forward to Jota um, running riot. Yeah, I mean, are you looking to bring in Salah? Back for this fixture, kept him. You've kept him. I forgot about that. So, you've, are you going to play him? I will. I will just because um, I think it's worth the risk. And mm. obviously, he's already in the team, so I might as well. I, I I can't see it being likely that he'll come off the bench um, if Liverpool in the driving seat. Yeah, which we predict. Obviously, True. if their backs against the wall, then he will have come off the bench. Mm. But. The likelihood is Liverpool in the driving seat and therefore if he starts, great. If he doesn't start, also great because he probably won't come on. So that's the way right. I see it. Oh, good. So would you captain him then? Well, we could talk about, let's talk about that on the Game Week 24 plans actually. Let's save that little nugget. Save that. Save um, but before that, we've got to talk about chip use and just generally the double game weeks that have been announced. 
uh, recently, so I think yesterday, we had we had confirmation of the doubles that came out uh, and the blank after that. So jo- just lay it out for us, Josh. Who are the teams that have got doubles in, and this is game week 26? So, yeah, there's doubles 25 and 26, as you said. Sorry, 20, sorry, yeah, we knew about the 25s, didn't we? There's only yeah. two, yeah. Got that. So what is it? Brighton and United. Yeah. 25. Yeah. And then 26. It's a biggie. It's, it's a, a big, big boy. So Arsenal with the doubles there. Burnley have a double. Palace have a double. Leeds have a double. Liverpool have a double. Spurs have a double. Watford have a double. And Wolves have a double. Um, the big question for me here is which chip to use because i would think that's a massive game week that you want to jump on first thought says free hit you know you can go crazy with all the different options there the other thing that i'm looking at is liverpool have norwich and leeds both at home so triple cap for salah who Mm. will definitely be recharged by that point you would assume and back to starting yeah, because that's two game weeks away from the game week we're just about to start, which he could potentially start even 24. So that would be my question to you, Jack, is, well, I guess it's threefold, isn't it? Would you use a chip in 26? Or is it, you know, yeah. would you use the the free hit or would you use the, the triple cap? Yeah, so I think that the Liverpool, as you say, the Liverpool fixture of Norwich and Leeds double, that's the best you're going to get ever for a double fixture for Salah, I think. Um, so a triple cap is the one I'm looking at there. Uh, I think the Leeds game is four days before the Carabao Cup final. So that's the only caveat um, I'd add. But the track record so far just shows that if Salah's fit, he plays basically for, for Klopp. So... So I wouldn't. I don't know how much I'll, I'll worry about that at the time. If it's looking like Salah's weirdly being minute managed up until that point, I might reconsider. But yeah, for me personally, the triple captain is is going to be played then. Um, Can I play hit... devil's advocate? Go on. That so the devil from the other side that would be: Are you putting all your eggs in one basket? Considering there are so many teams doubling, so you're basically saying all of there's probably going to be quite a number, high number of managers who don't triple cap and free hit in that. And there's sure. a lot of teams free hitting, so they're getting a lot of potential additional points for all those players that are playing those two games in that week. If you're only triple captaining Salah in a week where there's so many doubles, you're basically edging Salah up against all those other players, right? I guess if you're looking at it as in points for the week, who, but I mean, I guess points are points, aren't they? And if Salah... Whenever I triple captain, I'll want two, two or three goals from whoever I triple captain. And that looks like the best time to do it. I guess it's team dependent. And my team, will, again, will come onto my team plan. But my transfers up until that point take into account having 10 double game week players anyway for that week, including. So a free hit wouldn't really be necessary for me. If you're in a position where you've got only got two or three double game weekers and say you've got two free hits still, um, which I don't again, then yeah, maybe there's a different a different case for that. There is that it's looking like there'll be a big, big blank in 30, game week 30. Um, 
And I prefer to use free hit chips in blanks rather than doubles because um, you're almost, you can guarantee your team of 11 in a blank game week will get points more than zero players. Whereas if you play it in a double, you might be taking out players on a free hit that are going to score more points than the ones you're bringing in that have doubles. You know what I mean? That weird kind of logic. Yeah. So, yeah, that's kind of the way I look at it. Um, but that's with planning to bring in players with those doubles for 26 in 24 and 25. Um, yeah. yeah, that's that's sort of where I am. What are you thinking? Yeah, my first thought was that's probably the best, as as you said, the best triple cap option that we've we can see so far. From, from what we have in front of us for the rest of the season, that's got to be the best triple cap option. Yeah. And Salah's shown, even at AFCON, he's still doing bits. So um, yeah. it is just that that thing of, it's annoying that there's so many other triples. Um, like if this was in game week 25, for example, or, sorry, double game, double fixtures. Yeah. If there were, if this was 25 where there's not so many, then you're not, you're not getting hit so much. But you're right. If you plan, you've got, what, to a couple more windows to bring in players to make sure you maximise the doubles and then just triple cap and mm. Salah. So I think I am with you in that edging towards the triple cap over the free hit. Um, the other thing is strategies are viable. Yeah, I mean the other thing is it, the fact that there's a blank the week after. So Arsenal, Chelsea, Leicester, and Liverpool blank the next week. You've got to obviously take that into consideration if you free hit in the double. Then you're, and then you've still got three Liverpool and three Arsenal players for game week 27, and maybe a Leicester player or whatever. Then you're really in trouble, aren't you? So maybe you're better off free hitting. If you're in that boat where you've got multiple Arsenal and Liverpool, maybe you're better not using a chip or triple captain in 26, and then free hitting actually in the blank 27 to save you from having all those assets that are blanking. Um, yeah, the fact that it's nudged up against the blank game, it means you can't take them in isolation, can you? I suppose. Yeah, true. But um, yeah, and, and I think you've already alluded to with the thing in mind, my next question was going to be what do you do for 27? And I am looking at free hitting there. So the triple cap goes really nicely with right. the free hit and follow up, doesn't it? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, I spe- and I, you know you've got two free hits still, haven't you? I think. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I mean you're in dreamland if you've got two free hits. I think that's a no-brainer. What you just said to to use a free hit in 27 if your team needs it. Yeah. Um, Great. Yeah. And I think I think that's that's the strategy. Is that we can only say it, things could change, couldn't they, between now and then with other fixtures being scheduled. But as it stands, I think that's that's all we can talk about. I think so, yeah. I think so. And like, and we'll talk more about which players to bring in for that double close to the time. Probably won't be because that does change week by week. Uh, although saying that, I've got a week by week plan that I'll go through in a minute of what I'm going to do. Uh, Lovely. So, yeah, good. All right. Should we get on to it? Game week 24 and beyond plans for us, Josh? Let's do it. So, I mean... You, you kicked us off, Jack. So what, what are you thinking for game week 24? You've got right. a grand, grand plan. So game week 24, initially I was like, right, it's a boring one. Because like when you've got the doubles coming up in the next couple, you kind of, the, the ones before then are a bit annoying. You're just like, right, let's get through these and then let's get to the fun double. Um, so my initial plan was to roll. And I've actually, that would only give me 10 players because I've got Sanchez, I've got Brighton goalkeepers. 
So I was going to roll and then use the two transfers for 25 to take advantage of the Man United double game week and to prep for 26. But then I thought, actually, if I'm just going to roll one and have two transfers for next week, I may as well use one of those transfers this week and get 11 players playing. So this might sound crazy, but I'm thinking of this week transferring my second goalkeeper, Steele, out for Nick Pope. Um, and then that would leave me with Pope and Sanchez. And then the idea would be I'd play Pope every time they've got a double, which will be a lot in the, in to the end of the season because they've got like five games in hand or whatever. Uh, and that would give me a goalkeeper for this week. And it would give me those double goal, that double goalkeeper for, for the double. Um, so I'd bring Pope in for Steele then. And then next week, I'd probably do Watkins to Ronaldo. So Watkins up to Ronaldo and captain him for the double. Uh, and then that would leave me with, I think, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That would give me nine double game weekers for 26 then. So then my transfer after that, or maybe I'd take a hit to bring it up to 11 double game weekers for, for 26. Um, and that doesn't include Arsenal players. So that's eight. So I can bench my Liverpool boys for, for the week after. So that's kind of, it sounds, it's really tentative and like tightrope but I think that's the best thing for me, for me to do. Can you talk me out of Nick Pope? Is that crazy doing that? I mean, we don't know when those doubles are scheduled, do we? But I guess what yeah. you're saying is you're, you're getting yourself a playing goalkeeper for this week. And that goalkeeper, even if you chose another one, you know, they're just probably going to be sat on the bench and, and not used because you like Sanchez going forward anyway. Exactly. exactly. Um, so you're picking someone who is going to have value for you going forward. I guess the only annoying thing is there may be weeks where if Brighton have a good fixture, do you want Pope, even if he's got a double up against... That'll be, yeah. I mean, that's always the debate if you have yeah. two playing goalies, isn't it? Which is always really difficult. Um, so, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know. We'll have to see. But I like the idea. And especially with the, we're still in the era of cancellations a little bit, I think. So having two good playing goalies is probably a quite a good thing in that regard. It's just annoying that he's having a pretty bad year, Pope. <laughs> like they're not very good, are they? Um, Burnley this year, defensively, like they normally are. So yeah, it's, it's frustrating. But yeah, I can just about afford that that um actually no I can't afford it I can't afford Watkins to Ronaldo and Steele to Pope which is sad so maybe I won't do it because he is 5.4 so maybe I'd bring in a different doubling goalie in 26 who also has a game this week but I'd have to look or do I want Ronaldo or not that's the that's the big question for the double um so yeah, I'll have to have a look at that a bit more Anyway, that's me, man. Are you? How about you? What are you thinking for 24 and 25 and 26 if they're in your thoughts now? Yeah, I mean, the thoughts for me is are much towards 25 and 26 for this week. Yeah. So again, I've got, annoyingly, I've been stuck with Backman as my yeah. backup. Bloody Watford. I know, which is frustrating. And I've got Ramsdale. So not a problem this week, but next week that'll be a problem but I do want him obviously for the double in 26 so mm. much like you I was thinking of changing the backup goalkeeper backman 
to cover me for for just next week in, in planning mm. and really my first thought was foster just because he's cheap but you know the pope strategy that you come up with maybe makes you think maybe i should think a little bit deeper about yeah. that so at the moment it's foster but that could change as we get closer and i maybe drill down a little bit further as to who could be better option than who could be a better option than him um apart from that i still have two so i rolled last week so i've got nice. a second transfer and really i'm thinking that may be needed to look at who i want for the doubles in 25 so i don't have any united mm. players i just don't know who i'd want if i'm honest it's hard um, no exactly so I may just use the one this week and be quite passive until I kind of have a better idea next week if we'll actually want to use and have two to play with then. Yeah. But for 26, you know, I've got Ramsdale if I keep him um, and just have the second backup keeper. I've got Martinelli um, and I've got obviously three of the three Liverpool players and I've got Dennis and King and I've got Gallagher. So, you know, it's looking quite nice for those doubles already in 26 um and all, um, again there's sometimes with the doubles you start thinking about whether some players will be rested if the games are so close but i think the majority of those are ones who will apart from jota maybe um are ones that will probably play both mm. um so yeah 26 I, I feel like i'm pretty set for it's just what happens before then <laughs> yeah i mean we'll probably talk about man new players next week's pod before that double but it is I don't want to look at them I don't want to look at oh, them I know they're so like we're being strong armed into it and they're just in turmoil aren't they like they really are sort of they they are light up front funny enough they look so like they had a lot of options but you know I didn't really but Marshall's out on loan. Um, obviously they're yeah. Greenwood now Um, and you know Ronaldo's had a couple of injuries recently Cavani they, they play the same position. They're not going to shift any of these, they, those out kind of wide for as a long-term strategy. So no. correct me if I'm wrong, but that leaves them with Sancho and Rashford and youth players to play. Yeah, wide. I mean, yeah, the Greenwood thing, they obviously wouldn't have legislated for. No. But yeah, it's, they've got that new, that wide player, the, the young guy who scored the other day looks quite good. Um this could be his opportunity, I suppose. But uh, yeah, they just and they just like I heard. A, I heard a, watched the thing the other day. I think it was like Trevor Sinclair on Talksport saying uh, he knows someone in the camp, and it's just like they turned up to training and nothing set up. Like, and it's just not very good there. I don't think. I don't think Ragnick's this messiah they thought he was. Some of the fans. I mean, we could have told you that beforehand, right? He wasn't even yeah. a manager when they brought him in, so. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's not go down that rabbit hole. No. Uh, yeah. So we can discuss that next week. But uh, they look enticing in terms of on on the page for game week twenty five. Yeah. So, but I don't want to pull the trigger anytime soon on that. No. Agreed. Um, captaincy. You alluded to something. For yeah, I'm flitting. I am flitting around. I'm flitting around where it it's, is sitting on Jota, but I'm a bit sceptical of Jota because like, I'm only picking him because they're playing Leicester. Like in that saying, it was Black Box, I think, where as on Black Box was going through 
some stats basically and said that Leicester's a pathetic defensively. But he also said Jota really isn't doing that well offensively, which is quite surprising. Like he's below like Lookman and Dan James and stuff for, for XG. Like he isn't quite behaving as you'd expect really from, from Jota. So I'm a bit, a little bit wary, but there's not many other brilliant options, man. I don't think. Like there's some like goodish options like Bowen or Cancelo even or Trent. Um, or I've got Bruno still. They're playing Burnley. He sorted me out the other the other week with the captaincy. But I don't know. And there's no one jumping at me. Gallagher against Norwich. I mean, there's there's a lot of like seven out of ten options here, but no, nothing major. What do you think? Well, who are you going for? You've mentioned all the people that I considered. So I'm half tempted by Antonio, but I think I may end up putting. Don't do it, man. At my risk, at my peril, like a Salah. No, just um, risk the non-bench appearance. Well, I think if if Egypt lose, I, I think I really will. And he gets back early, yeah. I think I really will. Because by yeah. the deadline on Tuesday, we'll probably know that he's back already. That's true. Um, Who are the favourites out of Senegal and Egypt? Don't know. Don't know, you know. Mm. Don't know. Um, but yeah, we should know. We should know by then. Interesting. Back early, and and I think a couple of days for Salah, he's a machine, isn't he? I think that that would probably be enough for me to say, yeah. If not, because of the concerns around Jota that you said, you know, Trent may be a shout because um, he's just that good. But I just don't like captain and defenders. Yeah, yeah, fair play. Yeah, tricky one, really, really tricky one. Um, yeah, I won't decide until it's Tuesday, the deadline, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday, eight o'clock. So uh, six o'clock. So yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll mull it over, mull it over. See how teams do in the FA Cup. Obviously, did. Um, right. Well, yeah. that's it. That's everything. That's it. We're done. Good. Good to be back, Joshua. Yeah. Little break. Uh, let's see what happens with these new new signings and everything. Yeah. Some of them may play in, in the uh, in the FA Cup. So. Might give us a glimpse ahead of the deadline, but as always at the moment, isn't it? To keep the finger to the on your pulse, on the pulse of you know um, conferences and things that come out before Tuesday, because yeah. a lot of changes in the world in the FPL world at the moment. It really does so quickly. It? it really does. So yeah, keep keep your ear to the ground. Uh, good. Yeah, keep an eye on TikTok. We're still going on there. Yeah, Little YouTube YouTube vids. Um, the FPL iceberg vid. That we did it's been pretty popular so check yeah, that congratulations. out congratulations that smashed it good one yeah it's a good one uh and yeah you'll find this on spotify and youtube and itunes so good okay uh well, i'll see you speak to you next week yeah cheers joshua see you in a bit see ya <laughs>